Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that every single day celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. And from time to time, we're going to get involved in an issue. Uh, we don't do issues too often here on Coast View. The, the recent tourism effort and some uh, some discontent around that, we, we certainly covered that. That was important to uh, our region. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about economic development from time to time and things like the BP money. But uh, but generally, we're just going to celebrate the people who make coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play, and learn through them. And uh, one of the people that I love having uh, spending time with is Mayor Fofo Gillich. And let me let me bring Fofo into the conversation. We're going to Fofo. We're going to talk about the new Potts Ferry Road Bridge or the need for the new bridge here in just a second. But I want to to kind of flash up a couple of pictures I took from my house on uh, Back Bay and, and for the radio audience that essentially what we're seeing is some sunrise and some sunset pictures that uh, that have been uh, that I that I took but but Fofo coming back to you the, the man there is this is a beautiful time to live in coastal Mississippi this time of year isn't it no doubt no doubt it's the best it's the best when you just uh, just relaxing when you walk out yeah and I noticed too at this time of year and especially when you look at out over the Mississippi Sound and you see the reflection of the water, it only happens in the wintertime. And there's some sort of, uh, you know, atmospheric conditions based on you know, whatever, but it, it reflects so beautifully. And, and you know, you, you know, sunset, I see the same sunset you you see, and, and it, it is great. And, you know, it, and it, it, the I sound, had, uh, in the first week of Cosio, I had Rick Carter and Terry Green, you know them, they mm-hmm. started the Island View. What a great entrepreneurial story that is. But at the beginning of the conversation, it was it was sort of like the last couple of days. The sunsets and the and the sunrises had been so beautiful, and you know I've, I've had the fortune of being you know have been traveled around the world, and of course they have traveled around the world. And I asked them, have they ever seen a more beautiful sunset than here in coastal Mississippi in all of their travels? And uh, I, no, the answer is no. And I think it has a lot to do with the way we're oriented. You know that you yep. can you know the way the water is set up and. Um, you know the, the the way the beach is oriented to the sun and, and for both sunrises and sunsets, but it's a it's a beautiful time of the year. It's a great time of the year to give thanks and just kind of you know look around you and say you know thank God for what we have, isn't it? No doubt, no doubt. You know the family and and, and you know the friends and and the place we are that, that says it all. It really does. It really does. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the new bridge, and I wanna I wanna kind of break it all down. I had the benefit of last Tuesday having Ryan Dolan on the on the coast. He's the VP of Business Development for United Bridge Partners, and he's very smart and articulate, and did a really good job of answering my questions. But before we get started, let me just let me throw a disclaimer out there, just so people can understand where I'm coming from. Uh, because some people have a sense of where I live, and I just want to make sure you know what what my dog in the hunt is as it relates to the bridge. So I live on the north shore of, um, of Back Bay near the Potts Ferry Road Bridge. But to be clear, my house is not impacted by the bridge in any way. If anything, uh, it's going to make it's going to make our life uh, better. 
you know, and I would say too, if it's well lit, and this is one of the things I said to, to Brian, that it will be more aesthetically pleasing to us if in fact uh, we're able to, uh, to get that bridge built. And in terms of improving our lives, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I mean, it seems like every day, and we're going to talk about this in just a second, but it seems like there's uh, an issue with the bridge. Maybe either it's stuck or there's a wreck or there, or it's just up at just the most, the most uh, inopportune times and traffic backs up quickly because Pops Ferry Road, as most of us know, has become a major thoroughfare for coastal Mississippi. It's, it's not just a residential bridge that we use to travel back and forth. It's literally become a major, major entry point to coastal Mississippi. And, and with that, we'll talk in just a second about why isn't it a state road, but we'll come to that in just a second. I use, um, I use the current bike, bike path a lot because I run and I, I, I bike. And when I do, um, uh, I have to stop on the current bike path. I'm glad it's there. But it's so narrow when you pass someone, you have to stop and you know squeeze past each other, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just the way that is. The the, the new bridge uh, proposes to to fix that. The only other the only other observation that I have personally is that there are some of us who are on the northern shore that use the deep water access the bridge accommodates uh, for us, and I would hope that during construction. And then obviously when the thing is finished, that we would not lose our deep water access. I, w- I would assume that that's going to be unlikely, but obviously it's going to be important to the boat owners on the North Shore who use that as a major thoroughfare to get to get to deep water. Otherwise, I am a major proponent for a new bridge. The, the issue ultimately is just around how do we get it funded and how quickly can we get it built? And I have, I have serious concerns about the toll. I've made that very clear. I'm currently opposed to a toll, but I have not closed my mind. There, I, there's, a, there's a lot we need to learn about this. Uh, I think it may come down to, and we'll talk with uh, Fofo about this here shortly, but it may come down to this. Do you want a bridge quickly? If you do, the toll may be the only way to get it done. If you, if you want a bridge quickly and you don't like the toll, you, you might have to say, we may not build this bridge in our lifetime. And I think that's kind of the reality of where we are now. There may be some shades of gray in all of this, but I just want to lay it out there to say that, that you know, that may be actually where we are. So, Fofo, why don't we do this? We're going to cover all those aspects here in just a second. But why don't we take a step back for a little bit and lay some, some groundwork around the case for action, the need to get this bridge replaced, some of the history of the bridge, both, both mechanically, other funding efforts that have taken place in the past. I mean, this is not something that we just suddenly got onto. This is something the city, unfortunately the city, I say unfortunately because it shouldn't fall on the city of Biloxi to deal with this. I mean, this wow. has become a major thoroughfare for coastal Mississippi, hasn't it? Well, it has, and not only for coastal Mississippi, but for coastal industrial development. This is the crosshairs of what everything that happens in the district seaway. And this is a Harrison County economic development. Mike Olivier spoke many times before he left. This is a choke point. Every time that thing has an issue, as a matter of fact, Saturday, it was stuck four times. And I got calls from people in boats trying to, not only people on the bridge, on, you know, on the causeway. So, I mean, it is a serious thing. You know, it's maritime. You know, this all started when, you know, it, when it was a county before, 
you know, Bullock's annex and Sunkist, which, uh, you know, was uh, there. And it was and even before that little, you know, uh, uh, flat bridge was there, flat uh, uh, draw, it was Pops Ferry, right? So that's how it was. It's always been a, a corridor, you know. Uh, so the, the importance is not just a Biloxi thing. It's a regional thing. You know, it's got to be, you know, uh, maritime takes precedent. And, you know, I could I could solve a bridge problem. I just, you know, me and Billy Ray Allen go well, that thing shut. But I don't think the people on the industrial, could, you know, industrial seaway would have a, you know, too happy about it. So the need is critical, as you pointed out, not only just the flow of traffic, the flow of industrial development. So that's, you know, how this whole conversation got started. And it was started years ago. 2004 was the first serious uh, you know, let's replace this with a high rise. And, you know, unfortunately, and, and there, there's some, as you mentioned, shades of gray, you know, uh, the fastest, the easiest way to put a new bridge is what Ryan explained to you, given the ground conditions. So, so and, let's do uh, this. Know, let's, let's go. Let's, I want to let's stick on the need to replace and we'll do funding next. But right. OK, so there are several there are several issues here around the bridge as it relates to daily flow. So you, you, you have a, a, certainly to have the residential flow back and people back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Then you have visitors who come here uh, from all over the nation who get sucked off of I-10 and head down uh, Cedar Lake and then eventually to Pops Ferry Road and come across the bridge. Obviously the Coliseum, which that's, you know, the Coliseum is, is, is there for the entire state of Mississippi. And when there are events there, you know, obviously, people are coming down the br the bridge. So the bridge is used for by lots of people every day, and uh, and is very much residential. There's no way we can get away from that. Okay, as it relates to what you just pointed out, I want to make sure people understand about the industrial pinch point. Um, our, our forefathers in Harrison County were really smart when they created the industrial canal, and across all along the industrial canal are are major industrial partners, so to speak. Some of them are from the deep water oil segment. Some of them are connected to Ingalls. There's a wide variety of, of companies that are there and they use barge traffic. Barge is the way they get their parts and pieces in and out of there. And in order to do that, they have to pass through the, the current Pottsbury Road Bridge. Um, uh, when we say that it could be a pinch point, I mean, we saw after Hurricane Katrina for a period of time, it was locked down and then for after after a, I don't know how long it was before we actually were able to get it up and stay in the fixed position for the, the months that it took hey, them to repair it. the bridge, but but we we begin to understand how important this bridge is. Hey, when we come back, we're, we're coming to the end of this segment. Uh, I've observed I've observed just in the most recent uh, hurricane evacuation process when the bridge was stuck that the boats that were trying to get to uh, Hurricane Hole and other places. Uh, they were just stacking up, waiting for the bridge to get where it could open again. This is not a livable situation that we have right now. We're going to continue to our conversation around the case for why we need a new bridge, and then we'll shift gears and talk more about funding. We'll be back with Mayor Fofo Gillage after this. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I 10 exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. 
His love for the coast is why he's here. It's Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Mayor Fofo Gillich with me, and we're talking about the new Pops Ferry Road Bridge, the need for a new bridge. And we're still in the part of the conversation where we're just talking about the bridge needs to be replaced. We talked about the amount of traffic that's going over the bridge every single day. Uh, we'll get more specific now about some of the some of the mechanical issues that we're facing. But even if we had those things fixed, uh, with it, with it being this critical evacuation uh, 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 artery, uh, the right. need for the drawbridge to go up during the hurricane evacuation. I mean, that God, that makes no sense. I mean, the truth is, this should have been replaced about 15 or 20 years ago. Isn't that right? Oh, yeah, no question. This is, you know, 2004 when conversations began with MDOT, and, and I think it started with uh, phase A, B, C, D, and wind up with J and when it lasted. I mean, it took years. And I know it was started in, in, in the 97, 98, and that sort of thing. Uh, it, it's been going on, and the needs, you know, uh, the, these things are just bubbling up now. We, we should have push, 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 and it's, you know, 15 years ago, 16 years ago, and that's what we're facing right now. Let's define the, you know, the issues. Let's figure out what possible solutions there are. And I'm sure from, from a toll to welding the bridge shot, you know, uh, there'll be some solution in between and the dollars will be, you know, apparent. You know, we faced a little bit of, the, you know, a little bit of challenge, you know, with Katrina, but ground conditions were different. That Bloods Ocean Springs Bridge, Everybody knew you had to replace that bridge. $320 million is what that bridge cost in a design-build mode. That design-build mode, we're not, we don't have that luxury of doing those emergency kinds of things. We've got to do this to a routine sort of approach, you know, methodically defined, design, and, you know, deliver the solution. It, it's a challenge, almost like, you know, when I, when I took the office in 2015, the infrastructure, part, I mean, there are means and methods and, and things that, you know, uh, you, you need to understand and learn and, and, and do. And we've done it. It's a little bit like my brother's teaching me how to swim. They threw me off the Porter, uh, Porter Avenue Pier, and that's how I learned how to swim. So we're, <laughs> we're swimming through here. So, uh, but so there's, there's, been know, a, not, so there's been a long effort to acquire funding, and we'll come back to that in just a second. But coming back to just the daily use of the bridge, right. um, yesterday I was uh, I had run to check on my mother in Guffmore, came back to the bridge, and or came back to turn on Pottsbury Road Bridge, and the the traffic was backed up all the way to Pass Road, trying to get over the bridge, and that was at three thirty, and. I wondered is you know the, is the bridge broken again? I don't actually think it was broken. I just think that there at certain times of the day and and the, usually it's around 4:30 to 5 whatever reason yesterday it was just it was completely sort of you know packed. Just, just um, one marine marine traffic interruption sends it yeah. into a loop. And it gets one boat, you know. So Yeah, one one yeah. boat. One boat, but what I what I what I observe, and I've lived on the North Shore in the general area, either the house next door or the house where I live now since 2001. So I've, you know, I've been here 20 years. I've got a good sense of from year to year what what it feels like. It seems to me that the bridge traffic today is much greater than it was five years ago. That that and maybe maybe there's more boat traffic. Maybe there's more uh, you know, industrial development activity that causes boats to happen. Actually, we know that that's the case, actually. You think right. about 
the the big offshore boats that have been stored in Gulfport Lake, and they're constantly passing back and forth, and some of these Navy boat construction projects that they're working on. Um, so I think a combination of the of the of the bridge having to go, as you call, interruptions, because the bridge has to the toll bridge, has, excuse me, the drawbridge has to go up, and the increasing amount of traffic, it just seems that that we that the margins that would, you know, for error, <laughs> the margins for creating incredible congestion are much narrowed today than they were five or 10 years ago. That's true, isn't it? Oh, no, no question about that. And, and along those lines too, this last, last weekend, it got cold on Friday, didn't it? Saturday, we had a problem. That's a, that's a steel bridge and you got moving parts, you know, and when uh, things expand they don't and contract specifically they don't lock down like they need to so it's a, a technology that physics takes over and you know people with uh, uh crowbars and jackhammers try to get that thing locked and that's i mean that's a fact that's a reality you know if so, it were so, a kind of, yeah. so, so in terms of, uh, of of sort of this building anxiety around the need to replace that bridge it it actually predates even Katrina, right? I mean, this is a conversation that's been going on oh, yeah. for a very, very long time. That's right. That's right. And has the big issue been, you know, I, I want to make sure we focus on this a bit. Why does this problem fall on Biloxi? Why is this sort of part of Biloxi's infrastructure and not part of the coast infrastructure or MDOT's infrastructure? Why is this a state road? Why, why does the onus of this road fall on you, given how incredibly important it is as a thoroughfare for coastal well, Mississippi? That's a, that's a fair question. And, you know, literally, you know, the city limits, you know, uh, when we acquired, when we annexed Sunkist, it was a, it was a county road, and it was you know it built the bridge. It was a county causeway. You remember the old two bridges you have to go through, and and up until that time, and I think uh, I'm not sure uh, we're doing the when when it was actually built. You know, annexation took place, and and they build the set the original bridge we built now, you know, the one now in '79. I think Switzer was one of the board of supervisors. Uh, CT Switzer, and then it, 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 I don't know how we lost the state designation of that road, but it certainly was a county road because it wasn't in any city at the time. We annexed Sunkiss, and there was some uh, uh, arrangements where we would take over the maintenance of, of the thing. And anyway, that was around annexation, and then around the time that the, the uh, 79 bridge, the one we're living with now, took place. But it certainly doesn't make any sense to me. And, and we should have a tremendous case to say this is not a city thing. This is a regional thing, and uh, that's what we're trying to do. And you know, I do exercise. I do have some frustration, but it, you know, to the, you know, to the casual observer, this should be obvious. You know, yeah. it's a, it's you know, it, in a number of ways that we're going to talk a little bit about that Biloxi Beach corridor that that we developed uh, concepts. You know, to take from 67 all the way to Highway 90 uh, to you know to do this regionally. Let's you know be able to put people through this in a timely fashion without interruption. So, be so, let's, thing. so let's come back to the MDOT, the Mississippi Department of Transportation. They have their priorities. So they have they have state roads and highways they're responsible for. That there are interstate roads that they get tremendous federal funding for. They may get some federal funding for their state highways as well. And then if you look at order of priority, it probably set it's probably federal highways first, then state highways second. And then whatever's left, and usually there's nothing left, 
then there could be could be money available for cities and other entities that might have roads and and bridges that need to be replaced. Am I simplifying that too much? Uh, yeah, because mostly, literally, because most of the, the things that MDOT does is federally generated. So they they manage, they're going to give them an injection of money, like this 3.2 or 3.4 billion, which have, you know, de- you know dedicated 2.225 million for roads and bridges, which we got a tremendous amount of, and, you know, developing needs. It just, it, it's, 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 uh, it's more on MDOT and how they're going to use this injection of money and how we're going to bubble up or not bubble up to have something that's, you know, that no question is needed. And yeah. uh, that's, yeah. that's the listen, challenge we have. But you the know? point I want to make, though, is that since this, there's, there's not a complete ownership or maybe any ownership on the part of MDOT around this solving this problem. The, it falls on the city to have to solve this problem. And that makes it really, really tough when you're trying to when you're competing for money on right. the federal stage. I'm saying this is before the infrastructure bill. Right. We're going we're going to cover that in just a second. But just in general, there was some, look. It's it's estimated <clears throat> that about forty five thousand bridges in America, forty five thousand, either need to have major repairs or to be replaced. And uh, there's good consensus between the Highway Transportation Associations and the White House's assessment of that. That's all, it's not a surprise to me because we have not invested in infrastructure the way we need to. But the reality is, there is a lot of need in America. And you know, if you listen, well, I'll just put it out there. You mentioned 3.3 billion. That's what's going to be allocated from the infrastructure plan to Mississippi. And 225,000 of that is for bridge replacement and, excuse me, 225 million of that is for bridge replacement and repair for the whole state of Mississippi. And this bridge is going to cost 170 million. Do you think there's any way, I'm not asking, this is rhetorical, is there any way that that, that the bridge that Biloxi's responsibility would get 170 million when MDOT has, has needs all over this state? And only $225 billion is spent on bridge replacement. It sounds like a lot of money, but in the context of Mississippi's needs, it's not, is it? No, it, it's not. And the best, okay, and, and I'm getting you know, methodically, we went through every option, you know, uh, since, you know, uh, 10 years ago on how we would pursue. You know, when you look at what's designated for state road, 605, that's a state road. Another loud, which should this, this one word should be called 615, a state road. Fort Bayou, that's a state road. How much money did they spend on, on both of those bridges? Okay, yeah. we're not a state road, but I'm, you know, I'm not whining. The reality is reality. You hit it right on the mat, right on the head. Is that what chance do you think we're going to get 150 million dollars out of that 225 for the whole state? That's the right. So that's that, that answers the question. And we're coming to the end of this segment. That you've got trillions of dollars available. Why can't? Why has that changed the game? We want to put that. We'll put yeah. that more in perspective here right. in just a second. Right. There are actually two other funds that we could go to, but it's going to be super competitive. We'll see you after this break with Professor Gillich. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Supertalk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Mayor Fofo Gillich, and we're talking about the new Pops Ferry Road Bridge or the need to have a new Pops Ferry Road Bridge. So let me 
let me just sort of uh, uh, summarize what we've heard so far. First of all, there's very little debate about the reality that we need to replace the bridge. Uh, we've, it's an industrial corridor, uh, particularly as it relates to the, uh, to the um, industrial seaway. Second, it's hugely used by residents here in, in, in Biloxi and coastal Mississippi for that matter. It's a major corridor. And of course, tourists are using it regularly. There are a lot of people on any given day that go across that bridge. I think we all know that. Second, I mean, third, even if the drawbridge worked, it has to open too much. And when we do hurricane evacuations, it has to open a lot. That is not conducive to getting boats to safe harbor well, or getting people out of town. So that we've known that it was a problem all along. But then you factor into it the recent issues with mechanical issues getting stuck. I think you said this past uh, Saturday got stuck multiple times. But the reality is we've got a situation that we have known for 30 years that needs to be fixed. And certainly at Hurricane Katrina, you would have thought, man, we can fix it here. But as, as the mayor pointed out, we had to replace the Ocean Springs Bridge and the Bay St. Louis Bridge. There was very little money to replace this bridge in the, in the mix of all of that. We were lucky to get what we got. We did get it fixed and we bought us some time, but here we are. Now, people want to know, why don't we just go get some of the infrastructure money? And and there's a you know tr trillion plus dollars of infrastructure, 3.3 billion has been allocated to Mississippi from the infrastructure plan, 225 million in that 3.3 billion is for bridge replacement and repairs. This bridge alone between 150 and 170 million dollars. So you know the thing the the most important summary statement that I'm going to make is that. A city like Biloxi shouldn't have to own this thoroughfare. This thoroughfare should be owned by MDOT. This should be a state corridor that MDOT has responsibility for. But but unfortunately, Biloxi has sort of, sort of been left to its own devices to find a solution on its own. They're seeking partnerships with MDOT and all these others. But MDOT has their own priorities. And so they're having, you know, when you get through the limited amount of money, by the time you get to what does Biloxi need? $170 million? There is no way they're mm -hmm. going to be able to give you that money. Now, I should also point out that in, in the infrastructure bill, there are two other funds. There's one that's called the Bridge Investment Program, and that's $12.5 billion. And the other is a national funding for bill dedicated for major projects, and that's $16 billion. But that's for the whole United States. That's for the whole United States. And that was going to be so unbelievably competitive, I can't even begin to tell you how difficult it would be. For Biloxi, again, left to its own devices and having to make the case for this bridge on their own, how they would stack up with the major competition that they were going, they're going to have. So why don't? So that's kind of is that a fair is that a fair summary? It is. I mean, the reality yeah. sets in. It's a yeah. long shot to get yeah. half of it. It would be a long shot to get seventy-five or eighty million dollars of that. Now, okay. but we have. You Okay, but but when I say we, the city of Biloxi is not giving up on finding the money that you can't. We're going to come back to that in just a second. So we're not saying, you know, I'm clearly not saying, and I haven't heard you say, that we're putting all of our eggs in a toll basket. I, you're just saying we need to consider this, and if we can get federal funds, we would offset the cost for sure. Is that kind of where you are? We're trying to define a mechanism where we can utilize anything we get to, yeah. you know, to not down whatever it is you know okay. you define the need the need yeah, is to Kyle yeah. put up put up that put up that map and for 
the radio audience, I want you to know that what this is showing is uh, a green a green uh, th- thoroughfare essentially that that comes off at Wool Market and ultimately right. connects at Highway 90. So w- it would obviously be coming down and then all new, and it would connect somewhere around Pop Street right. Bridge, come through Sunkist, and then over the new bridge and on down to the, what's under sort of it's pretty far along actually this notion of connecting pass road to highway 90 actually if you, you envision this yes if you go to the north this was back in 1995 we developed this car we call it the bloxy beach Carter. defined in, in in four phases uh up it would take us from 67 on the north end all the way through wool market exit cross the causeway tying it margaret sherry and then all the way to highway 90. Phase A is just a little bit of the extension of, uh, across Pass Road to the west of the Coliseum and into uh, Highway 90. Uh, and uh, then there are so many traffic benefits, just that little bitty part of Phase A. With $16 million project, we, we spent about five, we need $13 million to do that. That's just Phase A. At the time, 2015, those two new bridges, one of which is the one we're trying to get the $170 million, the whole ticket was $255 million. You know, Shriners Boulevard is big enough to make the, the changes necessary for the economic development and the, and the tourist interception and those kinds of things that would bring it to West Biloxi and the possible new projects. So that was 2015. And we've been chasing those that concept forever. Everybody, you know, this was the you know, defense act hit all the buttons. You know, defense access, hurricane evacuation, economic development. Now. Four years in a row, we've been trying to get this $13 million out of a raise grant to do the extension from Pops, across Pops Ferry, Pops Ferry, across Pass Road to the railroad track. We we, uh, we closed three crossings so we could get this done. We're still trying to get that. We know we've lost, we did everything. We've got our 20% match. We've got all the things. That's just $16 million right now. Yeah. And, and make that 10 times that much. Yeah, you, you, know, you start well, to really I, understand. Yeah, I, okay, so some, I read in one of those social media comments that someone said um, the casinos in Biloxi are doing great. You know, they had $100 million months. Cities, uh, Biloxi is the richest city in the state of Mississippi. Why can't they use their bonding you know, authority to, to build a bridge? Well, let me, let me answer that. Yeah, we could do that, but it's just not fair to do that. I could put 10 mils on your taxes right now and do that bridge. Expense it, put your five, but it's not right to do that. I'm not going to ask, you know, there are functions, you know, it's just a lot of things are, are you know, citywide. Everybody, you know, could pitch in. 49,000 residents could pitch in and do a new bridge. When it's not right to do this, this is a regional thing. And we should get regional attention and consideration. That's you know that's the challenge. Uh, you know, you know it seems as though that we're in it. You know, it, you're gonna have to learn how to swim. Well, you know that's not fair. But I'm not yeah. whining. Okay, you know so me. I'm you not see, I'm, I'm gonna so up folks, something, and, and we're gonna get some things done. But there, are, there are there are channels that we're going down. It's easy for some of these people on Facebook to take shots. But they don't, you know, they need to understand the complexity of this thing 
And what yeah. we've done, we have done, City of Bluxy has taken every possible and they've done it the right way. I'm not trying to do anything political or squeeze this or that. I'm just doing what's right. And that's what drives me. You know, you see my picture. This is, you know, about Biloxi. We are Biloxi and we're going to make it happen. But it's a challenge. I mean, it's, you know, you know, Ricky, and, and you know, it's it's a, a major deal, you know, yeah. uh, to get this done. I, okay, I hope so I didn't want too much on that. So I, I get your I get your point. So let let me say back to you what I heard you say though. The, 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 certainly you could do, I think you said 10 mils or whatever it's going to be. You could do that on the current tax base and enforce all Biloxians to pay for it. But the, but by going the toll route, it's more of a user-based fee. So tourists will be paying for it. Someone who comes over from Bay St. Louis will be helping to pay for it. Somebody comes over from Ocean Springs helps to pay for it. And then, of course, residents who are using it on a regular basis will help to pay for it. That's some sort of yet-to-be-determined reduced fee. Is that the way you envision that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, can you hear me now? I might be running low on batteries. We can, but no, we can the, hear you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there are combinations. There will be, as long as we don't box our way in and sign an agreement that, that precludes us using, you know, bits and pieces of everything. The, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, like I said, it's complex. And, and, you know, there was something called, I think you talked about somebody on Casino Roads. Well, that was a 1994 Casino Roads bill that was, you know, was to help these people get to and fro. You know what? And it was hundreds of millions of dollars. And I think we got $3 million of that, Biloxi. And that was the expansion of two lanes uh, from Oak Street to the bridge. That was our result. And that's the same kind of competition we're facing across the country. As a matter of fact, some of the, uh, there was a 1987 uh, four-lane highway bill that used some of that money to, to establish four-lane boulevards that ran, not ran parallel with the, uh, um, with some of the interstates, it's a challenge every every door you open, and, and uh, so it's you know it, it it's a you know it sometimes it's frustrating, but you know I, I enjoy those challenges. Well, what's it? It's interesting. We we showed a few minutes ago that map that showed connecting, as you pointed out, sixty seven all the way to Highway ninety, in excess of two hundred and fifty million dollars, probably much more than that now, frankly. Right. Um, and and again, coming back to the infrastructure bill. Only two hundred and twenty-five million has been allocated for bridge replacement and repairs for Mississippi. So you right. really get a sense of when you start to add up the needs in Mississippi, the needs across the country, because we haven't been spending money the way we've been need to be spending money on infrastructure. The competition for this money is going to be absolutely incredible. Yes. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, and then we're going to we're going to be realistic about what it would take to build this bridge with a toll and what we see some of the pushback being. We'll see you after this break with Mayor Fofo Gillich. Also, listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Mayor Fofo Gillich, and we're talking about the need for a new Pops Ferry Road Bridge and, and 
you know, I, 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 I has okay. I, I, it's a play with words actually, but has a has a bridge that's going to be funded by a toll. Has it been officially proposed, or is it still something in consideration? It's in consideration. Nothing has been signed, and it's up to them on their nickel to define the needs, to define the toll study, to do the environmentals, those kinds of things on just the replacement of the causeway and uh, a high-rise bridge. I think I want to make sure not this is not just a, a bridge. This is one without you know, an opening and closing yeah, 95 uh, feet just like the ocean spring just like the, the you know yeah i remember actually during the days after katrina when we worked so hard to define what that bridge needed to be and uh, it was the industrial seaway that ultimately determined how high that bridge needed to be and in, in this case same, same scenario major corridor a major pinch point it has to accommodate whatever the future situation might be there That's as well it. okay the one thing that I keep hearing over and over and over again, and I think people need to really understand this, is that this is not a state thoroughfare. It should be, but it's not. So the, the, the onus for getting a new bridge falls on the city of Biloxi. Like it or not, that's the reality. And when, it, when that is what it is, then in terms of MDOT, no, no offense to MDOT, but in terms of MDOT's priority, this is not high on their priority list because they've got other priorities and there's a limited amount of money. That's kind of where we are. And right. I've said this many times before, but um, it's, you know, what I'm beginning to hear is if we want a bridge in the next four, five, six years, this is the way to go. If we, if we choose not to go that route, we're essentially choosing not to build this bridge probably in our lifetime. Am I 50, overstating that? No, you're not. 50, it'll take, if we do it conventionally and hopefully, you know, there's no divine intervention that's going to happen. Okay. We've got to make this happen. You know, and I've thrown out a couple of ways, but uh, literally that's exactly, you know, this study, if it works out economically and fairly for, uh, you know, uh, it's worked in other places. It's not the same exact ground conditions here uh, because of, you know, the complexity of who uses it and, and the whole one. But, you know, bottom line, to do something in four years is unbelievable. That's what got my attention. You mean we can be driving because this is normally every one of these projects is a 10 or 15 year deal. Now, you know, some of the good thing about this conversation, we're talking about it now, right? You know, we're talking about it. We started this conversation in 15, but it was dead, you know, for 10 years. And, you know, it needs to be done and you need to be ahead of the curve. These things need to, you need to be out in front of these things. So the good thing about, you know, all these shots that are taken and everybody has these different conclusions, we're talking about it. We'll, ham we'll hammer out the best way to do this, the most, you know, I think the fairest way to do this. And that's, that's some of the reasons why, you know, I'm, you know, on one side or the other, but I'll, I'll weigh, you know, what makes sense. I hear different, you know, options and different under, understanding of this, but literally, you know, we got to be methodical on how we attack this. But one of the things that I'm, you know, we're going to, we're going to do this fairly. You know, this is an economic generating situation and, you know, and, and who, I don't mean to go through these rabbit holes, Vincent will probably get me, but, you know, when you talked about all this money, that's generated. We did a one billion dollars in GGR, and that that generates it to 120 million dollars in that revenue. You know where the first 80 of that 120 million dollars goes? Yeah. You know, 
right yeah. to the state of Mississippi. Yeah. Do we get any kind of credit? You know, give me a little bit of credit every year yeah. and we'll build a bridge. But I just want this to be, you know, fairly done. Just assess the needs and, and realistically, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, squeeze anybody out of anything, but I do require that we're going to do this fairly. We're, we're, well, we're, do- we're, we're lucky in this case, whether, you know, some people, I think most people agree with this, that we have a mayor in this position who understands the numbers. I mean, you've got a degree in mathematics, you, you're a <laughs> software uh, guy. You're a smart guy. You understand the numbers, and you're quick because you have your entrepreneurial experience. You're quick to really get to the the root of what the reality is. Now we can we can we can fog this up however we want to fog it up. But the reality is that money that money that there's again as you said there's really no light no gold at the end of this rainbow. Uh, we're going to fight for every dime we can get, and we'll offset the cost with that. But at the end of the day, if we want a new bridge. Uh, United Bridge Partners, who, who, in fact, I, 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 they call their approach full funding delivery approach, and it's essentially a private company. That, and the way I describe it is, they're like a bank. They're they're a bank, and the tool is the bridge. So right. they're 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 going to essentially fund to us the bridge, and the toll is going to offset the cost, and that's how they make their money. And I'm assuming that they have run the numbers on this, and they understand the future value of money. And they're able to, you know, this it's a wise investment for them to build a bridge and be paid back from the toll. They're smart as it relates to that. But what it essentially the city gets from it is a turnkey solution. I'm not trying to make the point. I still have issues with the toll, to be quite honest with you. But but I get the reality and the choices that, that, that uh, Biloxians have to make is, do you want a bridge now to solve our problems, our immediate problems? Or do we not want to solve the problem? Because at the end of the day, that's the solution we have. Final word, we got less than a minute left. Fofo. Well, you know, you, you, you hit it, Neil. And we need to do another couple more hours and do a little call in. But no, it, it's complex. And, you know, you got I've got to balance, you know, where where is the right place to do this? You know, if you and I, you know, uh, and, and I'm not pitching, you know, the toll either. But basically, we're going to find the, the sweet spot. And that's what we're going to do. I haven't found a sweet spot yet. You know, we know yeah. one thing. We don't need a bridge that opens and closes. Right. I'm with we you there. We need something high right. That's the thing we'll, we have. We'll have you find. back in in the next week or two, and we're just going to continue the conversation. Look forward Good to day. having that conversation. Okay, man. Great. Appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks. Have a great day, and we'll Thank see you Thank you, Thank you. Bye-bye. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.